Whoa, before you get started, I have something to say. Welcome in. It is episode number 97. Uh, is this, uh, is this uh, the Lorenzo Alexander? Is this who we're giving this one to? He did have a, a monster year this year. He's a good dude, too. Uh, no, it's the uh, A.J. Francis edition. Oh, now we're just going to give all of them. Because he's used so many different numbers. I was, 90, I was 97 my first, uh, I think, four weeks in D.C. You're such a jerk. God, you're going to take everything the rest of the way. Isn't uh, oh, your boy? Yeah, I am, because I was 98. At Maryland, first year. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I was, I was gonna say, when were you ninety eight in uh, Maryland? First year. Okay. Yeah. Was Darius Kilgo ninety seven as well? Yes, he yeah. was. All right, we're gonna give, we're gonna split it between the two of you. Then is the way we're gonna do this. We're gonna split it between you two. That sounds good to me. All right, it's jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun, and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins, who sounds like he's um, at a community center somewhere, which is because uh, exactly where I am. it's really weird. now. When you say community center, most people hear community center and they think like the place that that let's just call it like it is um, people that don't have the ability to have access to things in their lives, poor people, if you will, go mm-hmm. in order to get access. Is that where you're at? No, this is just the. It's really the community pool, but like the where where I'm at right now is uh, it's like the community. There's like a you can like rent this place out, I think, and have like parties. For the community that you live in, like the yes. the, the upscale community where you live in the Orlando Correct. area. Yes, yes, yes. It's a little bit different. By the way, have you all? Because I got the T-shirt that AJ sent me. This week, I got the uh, Noé Jose T-shirt. Oh, I did get the. Jericho. Have you gotten the sweaters the yet that I sent yes. the two of you? Yes. Uh, yeah, Todd's got it. Excellent, excellent. excellent. Very happy to hear that. Uh, you and I still owe um, the, the 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 hacksaw Jim Duggan thing. Yes, yes. We have, Do you have a flag? I do not have. Any I have a flag somewhere. Okay, I just so got to we'll, find we'll, it. We'll figure all right, it out. Remind, we got to do that. We can't. We're, yeah, we're, it's we're, right. it's, yeah, it's just worthless. It's all right. No, no, no. I agree. This is piss poor that's taken us this long to do it. We got to remember. We got to put the onus on it to get that done in the coming weeks. All right. We'll, we'll definitely figure out a good time location. All right. To, all right. To, to we got to. We got to. We got to get on that. But everything you else is. Though? Every no, no, no. You're right. You have every right to be mad at us for not having gotten it done to this point. Everything else, however, has been taken care of. We're all caught up. We've all paid off everything else. Other than that, that's the one thing that's outstanding, and we got to work on that. And then next week, we get we get another chance to make that. That's right. As we've got uh, the uh, Royal Rumble coming up next week, our boy Steve Miggs is back in to uh, to, to join us to be our, our better for that week as well. Yep. Um, a bunch of stuff this week. We may or may not have a guest this week. We don't know. We may have two. We might have two. It's totally possible. It's sort of like the week that, Sean, that Scott Hall called out of nowhere. I don't yeah. know. There's there's a. I think we told you last week we were working on one particular iron. That could happen this week. It could be next week still. We're still working on it. There's another iron that's in the fire that was scheduled for this week, but we just don't want to tell you if it's not going to happen. So we've got a couple it'll of things. It'll be a fun show. Yes. Perhaps later on in the show we'll have a great guest that you'll hear from, or perhaps it'll be more of us, and and that's even better. But uh, we'll start with something. I am sur- Our show will be fried, dyed, laid to the side. Correct. <laughs> I believe it's parted to the side. But uh, I'm surprised your pants are on right now, Glenn. Well, that is true. It's a big week for your boy. It is a big week for your boy. Uh, obviously, and I appreciate the fact that you all uh, sent me congratulations. Is obviously this is I'm the most important part. Absolutely. of the big news this week uh, that the uh, the first official member. We've had a lot of rumors. We think we know who some of the other uh, the folks are that are going to the Hall of Fame this year. 
but the first official announcement of a WWE Hall of Famer this past week. And it's true. It's damn true. Kurt Angle, ladies and gentlemen, is indeed going to the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, he deserves it. It's only one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. You know, that's that's all. Just just one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. And, and you know what's crazy to me is that obviously now he's going to have a match at Mania. Well, I uh, I don't know if that's true. That's definitely true. That there's it's one hundred percent true. He's going to come out in the rumble and he's going to have a match at Mania. That's exactly how this is going to work out. And all the talk we had about not knowing who if they're going to go Goldberg Roman. They don't know who they're going to go with Brock Lesnar. Yes, right. That would be a very uh, logical choice if they were to go that route. Yeah. There's now. There's I, I, I want to. I want to put a put a. Does pl- Lesnar go for the shooting star press or no? No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no. Now, here's here's the one thing I will say about the this assumption that a lot of people have, and it's a very reasonable assumption that if you're bringing Kurt Angle back, you need to get him a match. It doesn't normally happen this way, where where you announce a guy. And then he comes back and has a match. When you announce him to the Hall of Fame, it's kind of a statement that you're probably not getting much out of it. Well, the career is typically over. You typically don't put somebody in the Hall of Fame until their career is over. Career is over. And also, if the idea was to put him in the Rumble, then I think they wait to make this announcement until after he shows up at the Rumble. Um, A counterpoint is, of course, that they're trying to fill a 60,000-seat building, and, that, and I have no they idea. They should announce him for the Rumble. Well, they, then they could still a possibility, yes. or they could just sort of tease it out there, and people can sort of do the math on their own. Oh, perhaps there's going to be. So I there's, there's any number of counterpoints that can be made. Also, it could very well be that they just thought it was more pressing to try to get tickets sold for the Hall of Fame. Um, Though I don't think holding off two weeks would have been that. Uh, detriment to that. I think if they announced DDP this week and announced Kurt Angle after he shows up at the Rumble, as far if, if we're just talking about right. tickets, I, I think that would have been fine. Or it might very well be that would have been fine too. But just because this wasn't your idea doesn't mean it's a bad one. <laughs> I'm just saying if, if you if you had told me that. I, dis- I, I, I disagree, by the way. If it's not my idea, it's it, stupid. It, it, it's it, horrendous. I, I will say this. If you're having Kurt Angle come back and clearing him for the match, you probably want a little bit more than one match out of him. That, that's just that's my feeling there. He's, he's wrestled enough so we know that he can wrestle, whether or not WWE is willing to clear him or not. That's a question we know from the Daniel Bryan situation that WWE's doctors have tended recently to be a little more strict than other places. So my thought would be, if you are clearing him for a match, you probably would want to get more than one match out of him. If you want to get more than one match out of him, you're probably not inducting him into the Hall of Fame this year. That's my thought process there, and it's it's just, that was my gut reaction. It may be wrong. Well, why, why it very well may be, and I think it is, because why couldn't it be that he just comes to the Rumble, does the Rumble, which isn't even really a real match, and then he actually only has one match left. Right, and that's a mania. Because yeah. I just I just think that if he's cleared to wrestle, you know, like it's the thing with Daniel Bryan. Why can't they clear him for one more match? Because they they don't, you know, if they want to clear him, they want to clear him. Well, it they might be that he doesn't really want to wrestle that much. Those, they're, they're gonna be, but he's been he's been wrestling pretty consistently lately. I just I feel like if he comes back, he would want I feel like, to. But here's the thing: you can't compare them because if Daniel Bryan was cleared, he would be able to continue a career and he would go on for another ten years if he wanted. Could Angle go on for 10 years? Yeah, he could, but Angle's at the point in his career now where it makes sense for him to give it up. That's the difference. I just, I think that 
I, I agree with you that it wouldn't be a long run, but I feel like if you're if you're putting him in the Hall of Fame, you're saying pretty much one more match at the most. And I feel with Kurt Angle, if he's cleared, if he's healthy to wrestle, a big if, like I said, I've been cringing watching him wrestle for the past few years, that it would be a little more than that. That's that's again, that was my gut reaction. It could be wrong. I hope it's wrong because I want to see him wrestle again. I want to see him show up at, at the Rumble. I want to. I love the fact that the Crans chanted "You suck" during his theme. Yeah. I want to hear that again. I want him in Orlando to come out and face Rusev, face whoever it might be. Um, I, I want that to happen. My gut is it doesn't. That's just my gut. Um, okay. I I don't think I I don't think that they, this happens without there being a match involved. I, I think I I think there's going to be a match. Um, and truthfully, I don't think there's any problem with there being a match. And really, while it, things have not gone a certain way, and you're not wrong about that, that doesn't mean they have to continue to go the way that, that, that they've always done them. I don't think it's impossible, and it might be a, a way that they go about saying, we're not just going to sit around and wait till the guy's done, 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 done. We're going to consider, once it, you're no longer a full-timer going ahead and putting you in the Hall of Fame, that if you want to put The Undertaker in the Hall of Fame and he still wants to have a match or two here and every now and then, he could. Kurt Angle's not going to be a full-time wrestler, period. And so there's nothing wrong with saying, we're going to put him in the Hall of Fame, and maybe every now and then he's going to pop up and do something with us after that. That wouldn't bother me one bit. I just can't fathom that they're doing this without there being the chance of a match. I hope you're right. I really hope you're right because I want to see Kurt Angle and just the idea, you know, even if he's not, and, and I think, I don't think that even if I don't necessarily believe that he's going to have a match, it doesn't mean he's not going to be involved with WWE. I absolutely think he should be, you know, maybe he's the new authority figure mate because Mick Foley is kind of falling on his face on the job, or maybe he's the manager for American Alpha, something along those lines. Definitely involved. Uh, I just, I wonder if there's going to be a match. I don't think it's as, let's put it this way. I don't think it's as much of a lock as people believe it is. We we know that you've made that point clear, and you're very wrong. All right, and I I absolutely hope uh, hope that I'm wrong. Uh, what, how would um how would you use him? Just just kind of off your head, how would you use him? You you have uh, free reign to book him. Book him, AJ. I would actually probably I mean put him against Rusev sounds like a great idea. Um, uh, putting him against Lesnar obviously would be a monumental match. Um, you could also throw him against someone that you want to get a big bump from beating him, uh, a la someone coming up from NXT, uh, like a Ty Dillinger or a Shinsuke Nakamura or anyone of that nature where you could put on a fantastic match or even someone like a Sami Zayn, and you could put on a fantastic match, get the younger guy over, and have a big moment for that guy too, as well as a final farewell for Kurt. Did you tell me that we got Sami Zayn versus Kurt Angle? I have absolutely no issues with that. <laughs> let me let me do let me do one better, and I don't know. I apologize because I've uh, fielded a phone call here. I don't know if AJ brought it up. AJ Styles is the answer. Yeah, well, of course. The answer is AJ Styles. You, yes. We've been talking about how you have nothing to do with AJ Styles right now. He's got the history with Kurt Angle Absolutely. from TNA. AJ Styles and or Kurt Joe. Angle. Sure. Yeah. Sure or Joe. Sure. Um yeah. I'd be I'd be good with either one. Um but yeah, I I look. The answer is you're doing this. No, the real answer is that you have him lose the Royal Rumble and then win the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. <laughs> For what point purpose? As that in, match is meaningless. That's the point. 
<laughs> if you're going to have him win, you might as well have uh, him go something over that doesn't, something. Yeah, right? Like, have a nice moment at WrestleMania. Have, have nice hey, moment. you won the meaningless match. It's and, not going to help and you anyway. He just, he just get basked in the, the praise right. from the, yeah, uh, the crowd. The glory of that. Who do you think is going to induct him? I think that's one of the more interesting things here. Because there's, there's not one obvious person, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a ton of guys who it could be, but there's not really one, hmm. oh, my God, it has to be Yeah, this right. Person. That's a good point. Um... Edge would be, I think, very logical. I feel like the two of them had the most history, you if know. With Christian the, is going, like, if we think Christian's it's going true, in, then, though, then Edge obviously Edge is, is going to introduce. Like, I, I think you could say Austin. You know, he had could. a lot to Austin. certainly had a lot. There's no um, doubt. Cena would be logical. Could very well be John Cena, yeah. And that would get him involved in the Hall of Fame, which would make the WWE happy. Um, JR was the guy who brought him in. You could have JR do it. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, I, there's a lot of options there. Look, Bring the, back Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. I mean, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. This is a victory for, for everybody. This is a, a great thing. Anything that involves Kurt Angle and WWE is a win for me, and I, I just hope the best for him with all the things that he has dealt with in his life. But Kurt Angle is the greatest. He's amazing, and this is a very, very, very cool thing. Hey, real quick, uh, as I said, I got a phone call. Um, by the way, we are going to have Abyss on this week's show. That's That's a done deal. Abyss, who has been killing it. Um, he's been with TNA for a long time, but he's been killing it of late as part of Decay and obviously everything they've done with the Hardys. Uh, but he's coming this weekend to Primal Conflict Wrestling, and he's going to join us a little bit later on in the program. So, uh, one has come through so far. We're one, we're one, one for one, one for one. We're hope to go two for two, uh, as the, uh, the show goes on. Let's switch gears from Kurt Angle. I look, I, we could talk about Kurt Angle for the rest of the history of the show, and I'd be happy with that, but let's switch gears for now. Um, there was another big story this week in professional wrestling, and unfortunately, um, the story is the, the death of uh, Superfly Jimmy Snuka, who uh, passed away on uh, on Monday. Now, we could talk about Superfly Jimmy Snuka and his significance to pre- professional wrestling for a long time. He absolutely was a pioneer in a new a brand of pro wrestling and a new way of going about a performance and in more acrobatic. Uh, more of a high flyer. He was a huge pioneer when it comes to that brand of wrestling. I think the bigger topic and the bigger storyline, the bigger question, and I saw the two of you going back and forth with your boy Ben Penrod about this on uh, on social media, but the topic is the way that the WWE went about honoring Jimmy Snuka considering what we know about him or what we at least think we know about him otherwise. And that, of course, being that just a few years ago, he was charged with murder, and it only didn't go anywhere because essentially he was too old and too... He was about to die. Yes, essentially. That's the only reason why the, the charges never went anywhere. The evidence didn't look good. So, I'll start with AJ, because I think there's a point-counterpoint. I'll start with AJ. Was it appropriate for the WWE to do what they did on Monday night? The, the sort of over-the-top, long, major tribute considering the fact that the man died in question and connection to a murder. I mean, yes, he's a pioneer of the business. Um, he never was charged. And, yes, there might have been a lot of evidence, but there's a lot of well, he was He was charged. He, he just didn't I get, mean, no, I mean, he didn't. Right. I'm sorry. He was never convicted, and he never stood trial and was never found guilty. Um, so, to me, they did exactly what they should have done, um, especially when you consider that he's the family member of multiple people that are 
already in or going to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. And when you consider the fact that he's in the WWE Hall of Fame, and when you consider the fact that, I mean, we also have a president who has a lot of people that are willing to go to court against him and say things. And well, it's okay, a, but th- that's not murder. Murder's a bit I mean, different. Sexual assault is pretty. I'm not it's saying it's good. good. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying that there is, I think, throughout the world, a little bit of a line between that and murder. Yeah, you're right. There is. And there's also a line between being found guilty and not being found guilty. And he was never found guilty. And that might simply be because he was dying. But the record will state that he was never found guilty. So you have to honor him the way he was. And and, and the obvious retort to that is, would the NFL, on the day that O.J. Simpson passed away, put a over-the-top positive video. obviously there will be some sort of thing on the nfl network about oj Simpson, but would they do an over-the-top praising tribute because again he was never found guilty he you know it, it's a very similar in- now because he's currently in jail but i think if he would have not gone to jail for stealing this stuff back i think he would have got that same exact thing from the nfl Man. i i don't believe that i, I really don't believe that i think that it it's a, you know, it's it's too negative. He's too connected to the murder. It's you well, know. I do think there's. I if think that's the case, then why is he? Why do they keep him in the record book? Why don't they just remove him from the record book? Well, I think there's a big difference between saying we're going to acknowledge that these things happened versus and, and celebrating. Celebrate, them. and that's yeah. the thing. I mean, like, I do think the, there's obviously you had to recognize this if you're W because his contributions to the business were too important that you had to recognize it. If it was up to me, if I was the one in charge, I would have put a gra- – you know, they, they put the graphic right at the top, you know, in, in memorial to uh, Jimmy Snuka. And that's all I would – I might have mentioned it on the show at some point. I would not have done the, you know, three-minute long praising package with everyone coming in saying what a great person he is. I, I just – I wouldn't have done that because I think that too many, you know – too many people know him, think of him first as a murderer at this point, and then as a wrestler. You know, and you say that, and I, I actually think that part of the reason why they did is because I, it's the same thing that anybody else in, in the world of PR and the world of big business is doing right now, which is stick your finger in the wind and see the way the wind blows. And um, in, in the aftermath of Jimmy Snuka passing away, I did not sense that. Uh, what I sensed was that far fewer people knew of this story um, than, than, than people that didn't. Um, and I think that the reaction that I saw, and again, my social media is not because wrestling when people. Twitter, if I remember when Twitter did, they did a whole Twitter moment on Jimmy Snooker's passing, and it had no negativity on it at all. It was all what The Rock said, right. what said, what fans said, what the WWE said, what his family said, and then that was it. Like there wasn't. Well, there wasn't also the contrarian link that says, well, he just got off of this, blah, blah, blah. No, I don't know if that's, that's a not. contrarian thing. I think that's definitely part it of the is, story. It is. Yeah. I mean, it, it is contrary to the other. It, it, it's, uh, it's not. Okay. All right. I understand, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying. All right. So, so two things. I think part of what AJ said, and I'm, this is not for me to say that I think it's okay, but I think a part of what AJ said is significant, which is, I think that part of the reason why you do it is in deference to the family that has meant a lot to you. And frankly, yes. Um, the WWE has gone out of their way over the course of the last 12 years to kiss the Rock's ass at every possible turn that they can. Now, As they should. And that's that's absolutely a, a fair point. And somebody would, would point out, rightfully, the Rock came and did a job for them at WrestleMania. Uh, once upon a time. So it's not as if there's been nothing that they've gotten on the on return. He didn't do a job. He job for them his whole career. Well, 
I'm saying specifically since he's come since, since, he he's, became, since he's come back is since, what I'm speaking to specifically. Since he became The Rock. Right, since he's been The Rock. Since he's been the guy that's gone to Hollywood and has been a part-timer in the WWE, he's he's mostly, when he's come back, just been blown. Um, you know, he's been lauded. He's been, and in, in return, what they've gotten is more interest because The Rock showed up. That's helped them a great deal. And he also did, you know, try to put over the guy that they wanted to have put over. You know, it, to what effectiveness it worked, I don't know. But he did do the job, and he lost um, to uh, John Cena. It just might have cost them CM Punk in the process. Now, as far as whether it's appropriate, I, I don't. I think that this is one of those brushes that people want to paint with, where they say, um, th- "There's th- this is the rule. The rule is you can't do this, and that's the rule." And it's not. That will never be the case. It will never be that way. And the reason why I do think they did is because I genuinely believe they stuck their finger up and they saw which way the wind was blowing. And I think AJ's right. I think that overwhelmingly the reaction from from human beings to Jimmy Snuka's death was far more, I loved watching that guy wrestle. Even if you're not a wrestling fan anymore, there was a lot of, oh, my God, he was one of my favorite professional wrestlers growing up. Then there was, yeah, that guy probably killed his girlfriend. Like there was far more of the first than the latter and so I think the WWE absolutely looked at that and said, well, okay, then we're going to do the tribute that we want to do to Jimmy Snooker, the professional wrestler, because that appears to be appropriate based on what the public's response has been. Do they have an obligation to do something and to be more considerate of the fact that the, that he may well have murdered someone? I, I don't know. I don't know what the obligation is. And I, I guess... I guess I think the news media has a responsibility to do that. I think that if you're ESPN and you're reporting about Jimmy Snuka passing away, you have a responsibility to tell the entire story. I don't know if the WWE has a responsibility to tell the entire story. I think the WWE, if inclined, has the right to do what they want to do. Um, If the response to Jimmy Snuka's death had been more, you know, F that guy, I think he's a murderer, I don't think the WWE would have done what they did. Um, so I don't, I don't know what the responsibility of the WWE is in that moment. I think that we are, we are assigning journalistic expectations to a company that has no journalistic and, you know, right. that has no, they don't need to be, they don't have any, have any journalistic integrity there. So, uh, it, it's tough for me because I, I do think it's part of the story. I do think that if you're going to have the Jimmy Snooker conversation, it has to come up, but, you know, as as AJ, it would be right to point out, in this country, you are innocent until found guilty. And that's not a non-factor in any of this. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it's one thing that's interesting is that WWE still does not have Jimmy Snuka up on their Hall of Fame page. They did when he was charged. They took him off of it. They hmm. distanced themselves from him, and he's still not back up. I think that's that's an interesting thing. I don't think that that means, oh, my God, because you have that, doesn't mean you can't do this right. thing. I, I do think it's interesting, and I wonder if he does go back up or if they just say, you know, we've done our part now. We're, we're going to kind of walk away from it and not necessarily continue to celebrate it. And I think He's that- 100% going to go back up, just like Hogan's 100% going to be welcomed back in the door. Well, I mean, the fact that he's never going to be yeah, convicted, I mean, exactly. I mean, right, yeah, at this no, point, no what's, the, what's the point to not doing it? I, I would warn, I think that it's that what you did is one thing. I, I would be very careful if the Usos or particularly if Tamina wanted to work something into the character 
as an honor. Jimmy already has his finisher move. Well, I'm I'm saying beyond that. Like when when she comes back, if in her storyline, she, she's she wants, fighting for the the memory I, of her dad. I would be situation. very careful about that. I think if you're the WWE, you don't want to leave more opportunities for more people to call you out on that. I think you want to sort of move past it. It's, but I don't I don't I don't see that because that's their dad and their uncle and I, I, like, I understand that but I think it's your way of it's they're not the ones that are in charge you know what I mean like they are not the ones that have to answer if there's a if there's a PR hit because a women's group decides to get together a boycott of the WWE and their advertisers because of the way that they're treating someone that they believe killed a woman to, that's not Tamina's problem that's the WWE's problem and so if I'm the WWE I, I don't want to it, you're far less likely when someone immediately passes away for there to be anger, resentment, things along those lines. There's the notion of, you know, this body isn't even cold yet, and you're you're going to go that route. You're far less likely to have that in the immediacy. Once you get further down the road, that type of stuff is more likely to cop up or pop up. And if they work an angle with Tamina, where Tamina is going on and praising her father, they expose themselves to one person on the internet pointing it out to a women's group and a women's group saying that's effed up. We're going to rally a boycott against this company because of what they're doing, and that's their problem then. So if I'm running the WWE and knowing that that's a possibility, I say, I understand why you want to do this, but we're not going to go that route because we don't need any of that. We've we've done something very nice. We've done a nice touching tribute to your – we're going to leave it at that, and that's where we're going to go with it if I'm the WWE. But that's me. That's me saying – Knowing far too well that it only takes one crazy person to suddenly have your life altered by a lawsuit, says the guy who was sued by a crazy person, um, I, I would avoid it altogether. I wouldn't put myself in that situation. That's me. Okay, very good. You're entitled Thank- to that opinion. D- dynamite responses. Thanks, gang. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, anything else that needs to be said here? Uh, nothing that needs to be said right here at the top. All right, very good. Let's grab a break. When we come back in, there was professional wrestling this week. Um, Raw, SmackDown, another week building towards the Royal Rumble. We will discuss all of it. We know who La Luchadora is, like we didn't know before. We'll talk about all that next. I'm Glenn, he's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. Learn how recently retired President Kevin Manning has used athletics to shape the future of Stevenson University. Plus, our college lacrosse previews, a look at what dates should be circled on the calendar for Baltimore sports fans, and a Ravens offseason guide. In addition to being available for free at over 500 locations in the Baltimore area, Royal Farms has them at 60 locations. You can also see the entire edition of Press Box, as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Orioles, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. How well do you pick weekly NFL games? Pick Factor is the free new app that lets you pick each week's games and see how you do against your friends or against the whole country. Join other leagues or create your own custom league all for free. Pick Factor is easy to download from the Google Play Store or the App Store. When you open the Pick Factor app for the first time, a full tutorial shows you what to do. Play against the PressBox staff. When you download Pick Factor, click Join a League and enter league name PBS for PressBox 
Fox Sports. Once you enter PBS, you'll be able to see how your weekly picks do against the Press Box staff. This week, anyone who beats the Press Box staff will automatically be qualified to win a $25 Royal Farms gift card. One winner will be chosen from everyone who beats our entire staff. You need to be 18 or older to enter and live in Maryland. No purchase is necessary. We will notify the winner through email in the Pick Factor app. If nobody beats our entire staff, the person in our league with the highest score will win the $25 gift card. To get the most points, fill out your picks by Thursday. It's you against the Press Box Pros. Download the Pick Factor app in the Google Play Store or the App Store. The fourth Tuesday of every month all year is Kids Club Night at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. Not only are there games for kids, but also they're collecting items for backpacks for the homeless. On Kids Club Night, any child bringing hats, gloves, scarves, or food like gum, granola bars, or hard candy will receive a free four-piece kids meal. That's Kids Club Night at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square at 5198 Campbell Boulevard. In 2017, Chick-fil-A says eat more chicken. And make sure you tell Steve Pavlosky that Glenn Clark Radio says hi. The next Kids Club Night is Tuesday, January 24th. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stan the Fan with the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stan the Fan and Adam Gladstone Real baseball talk is back. Go to pressboxonline.com slash stand the fan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. Back in here, segment number two. It is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, of course. The main event. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins. So let's get into the week that was in major WWE programming. Um, let's start with SmackDown uh, this week as we we had the unveiling of La Luchadora. I, I, the moment this happened, I told you who this was going to end up being. This would, You could see from a mile away. Everybody kept talking about, well, it doesn't look like her, as if that was going to well, end it, up being. It wasn't her. It doesn't yes, matter. Exactly. It's irrelevant. Yep. They don't care that it wasn't her. This notion that it was just going to be some nobody that was going to suddenly... No, we always knew it's going to be the case. Mickey James is La Luchadora. She uh, helps Alexa Bliss to retain the title. Um, one, great. Mickey James is on SmackDown now. High fives all around. Nobody's got a problem with that. That's a victory for everyone. The question is, where are they going? I told you a while ago, I think the most logical thing to do is Mickey Nicky at WrestleMania, but there's a lot of work that you'd have to do in a short time to get to that point. Um, I got it. Okay. All you do is you have Becky feud with Mickey um, because she's mad that she cost her the title. And then you have Nikki go over on Natalia and then after that become the number one contender, beat Alexa for the belt. And then you have Mickey end up going over on Becky. And then now you have Nikki versus Mickey. At but you, but you got to do it all in the span of two pay-per-views. You've got. Yeah, that's not. Well, you don't do necessarily have to do it because because Elimination Chamber is for whatever reason only two months or two weeks after uh, Royal Rumble. You're going to have seven SmackDowns in between Elimination Chamber and, and, and WrestleMania. You don't necessarily have to stick to the pay-per-view plan. She can win a, you know, at, at, you do one of those big. So Smackdowns. you're saying you have Nikki Natty at Royal Rumble. Yeah. Nikki mm-hmm. wins, and that. Yep. 
that and makes Alexa and that sort of a makes her the number one contender because yeah. she won that match. Or she can have a number one contender match the next on the night SmackDown following. Okay, SmackDown. yeah, that's true. She could face Becky yeah. for the number yep. one contender, and then you could have that. And Mickey Mickey costs Becky, which pulls Becky out of the equation there. Well, but it is a little bit tricky because then you still have Becky involved in the. In in the picture, you'd have to. Well, you have seven weeks no, 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 to get no. rid of her. I'm that's true. You, you have you have Mickey pull her out of it, and then you have Mickey go over on Becky, which kind of pushes Becky down the ladder. Okay. A little, but. All right. Yeah. Okay. I actually like that. I like that. That's literally everything I just said. Yeah. I was just. I needed it. I needed the work shown for me. Are we all in agreement? That's the best thing for them to do, and that's what they're. Even if it's it not would, the best thing, it it's would, the most likely thing for it, them to it's do. It's the most likely thing. I was gonna say it's it's hard for me to want to see Becky or Alexa out of the picture at WrestleMania. The only the only other possible way um if if they are going towards mickey versus nicky the only way they could do it is that you have mickey james pull the kevin owens where i helped you and i'm happy for you and then now i want my shot so then i take she takes the belt from alexa and then you have mickey versus nicky that way you could do it that way too um yeah that's another way but, to get there that's true but that's uh i think that would be a less effective way because I don't think it would. Because then you would have you don't clean everything up quite as nicely. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Exactly. And on top of that, um, it leaves more questions, allows more people to get into the picture. Yeah, I agree. I guess the only the only other scenario would be: Would you prefer Alexa versus Nikki and Becky versus Mickey going towards like, WrestleMania? I, that would be awesome too. Yeah, I, I'd almost as far as what I would want to see, I'd almost lean that way again, just because Becky has been so good, and I feel like she deserves that spot in WrestleMania. Not that Alexa hasn't, but I, I really feel like Becky. I, I want to see her just just as a fan of right. Becky Lynch. I want to see her in that spot. I think. Well, and also her. they've been trying to put her over as being sort of the top female yeah. on the show for a while, right? So to and just so to move her out, out but. Again, this is WrestleMania that we're talking about, and we know that they don't concern themselves with right. what really wrestling fans want and what's best. They think about, you and, know. And Nikki Mickey is undoubtedly the bigger match. Nikki Mickey's the match. That's the match, yes. right? Like, if you want the biggest women's match that you can get, it's Nikki Mickey. It's. At least on SmackDown. If you want right. to say Charlotte Mickey would be bigger or something like could that. could argue that. Yeah. I, is it bigger? I don't know if it's bigger because I think that, that Nikki I has more. Yeah, yeah, I think Nikki. The flair name. I know, but I think Nikki has more broad appeal yeah, than okay. Charlotte that, does fair. right now. That's fair. Um, so I, look, I don't really have any, it might be better. Yeah, I go, I agreed. Right. But, and I don't really, but honestly, I'm saying this, I don't have beef with that either because I think that Nikki has genuinely done the work and is deserving of, I have have no problem. I, I, this, this isn't Eva Marie versus Mickey. This is somebody, you God damn it. I swear. Um, this is somebody that deserves the opportunity that I think, you know, would be rewarded in such a way. And I would have no, I'd have no issue with that. Um, in, in general, which is, which is better? You know, as, as long as you're not casting, you know, a Becky and Alexa to the side, as long as as you have. As you're not putting them into a 10 woman tag match. I would have no problem with there being another Becky Alexa match at WrestleMania that's not for the belt. If you go Mickey Nikki, I wouldn't really have any issue with that. I think you could dance right back to that. You'd have to make sure that it does feel big. Like you'd have yeah, to do I think the work. You can. I think you yeah, could you talk have, about how they've been weekend. feuding for some time, and it needs to be the culmination of the feud. Things along those lines. I think you could you can pull all of that off. Um, the other storylines from SmackDown, the Dolph Ziggler promo um, one was great. Dolph's great. I know that Aaron hates Dolph, and I, I Aaron's Dolph. an idiot, Dolph is and the worst. Aaron's stupid. So, Dolph is. Oh, I hate but him so much. Dolph is wonderful. Uh, everything that Dolph does is wonderful. Um, 
the the segment was great. His promo was great. Um, I, I'm all in. Where's I'm, it going? Right. I mean, that's the question. And it, I, it, if it, are you all in if it's leading to a Dolph Lawler match? No, of course not. Well, then that that's my one hesitation. Is where oh, are you stop. going? What do you think that they're doing that at WrestleMania? No, no, I think they could do it at the Rumble. Unfortunately, well, I think but, that's stupid too. I mean, I. But, that, that, but that's just my one thing. It's like, where are you? Go- why did you do this? Because you were in Memphis, and, and because and you screwed over it. Jerry Lawler by kicking him off, so and, you wanted and, to throw him a carrot. But then you have Lawler jumping up and you know yelling at. Dolph well, the, to get the back word the I ring. saw somebody on Twitter retweet. So is so Lawler's. Lawler is is calling. Is calling the Rumble. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. And and if that's it, if they just wanted to kind of remind people that Lawler was around so they could bring him in there and, and that was it, I'm okay with it. If this is going to lead to I have Dolph n- against JB, even if it's against JBL, I, I have no fears of any of that. I have right. no you, fears. I mean, no. I would love Dolph JBL. Yeah, Dolph JBL wouldn't be the worst. I think that JBL that. could work a match. JBL's a very that. competent. Now, Dolph Lawler, I would hate. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I would, I would love. I would hate it. it would be a good program, but it would, the match, I would, I would just be mad. Well, there's no match. Was, like you right. just can't. There's, there's nothing there. Right. Um, Dolph JBL could be a match. Do I like that more than I would like something else that Dolph would be doing? No, I would prefer Dolph to be doing something else, but I don't think we would get a bad, uh, if it was for whatever reason, if it and was. Could you imagine Dolph selling the clothesline from him? Yeah, he would do a tremendous he, job. Three flips in the air. Correct. <laughs> I mean, like, the, there wouldn't be a problem with it. I just prefer to have Dolph doing other things. I, I have no fears whatsoever of this leading to something else between Dolph and Jerry Lawler. I, I don't think they fired Jerry Lawler to then turn around and say, but we want to give you the biggest possible spot that we can give you. You're wrestling at WrestleMania. Like, come on, man. Like, they're not. Well, it's not, again, like I said, it's not going to be Mania, but, but I But why want... would they do that at the Rumble? What's the purpose? I don't know. I don't know what the precise, other than to get nuclear heat to one week nuclear heat. I don't That know was what they... the purpose. They're trying okay, to get okay. off turning heel. I understand. Then what are you doing next week with them? That, that's just the thing is, is you gotta have a plan. And is that yeah, I don't know if they're going to bring out legends every week to yeah, have this like, work. I, I want to know what the plan is. I think this was a one week. We happen to be in Memphis. We've got let, this guy hanging around. And, and if that's, that's it, that's it, fine. I, that, I, that's I, all I'm saying. I just, I, I'm hoping that's all it is. That's all. Can't, I can't believe you think that Dolph Ziggler is going to face Jerry Lawler at Royal Rumble. I'm hoping not. I'm really Jesus. hoping not. So worried about this. Dolph's the best. Um... You know, then uh, obviously they throw in. Aaron doesn't want it to happen because he just doesn't want Dolph to have a match. He, right. I, I, want, wants... I want Dolph to be out of wrestling. You know, I, I just the guy he's, stinks. He's he's going to be in DC. I want him to stay in DC after he comes down here this week to cover the inauguration. I just that's that's what he needs to do. Who's he coming to the inauguration for? I don't know. He's he trying, does political. He, he does, does political, political stuff. But, yeah. but for who? Whoever. Yeah, I really don't know who, because he was at the DNC and RNC. Yeah, I I think he kind of floats around doing different things. He's very into politics. But is it is he doing serious? Or is he doing like comedy? No, no, no. It's he's because he also is a comedian. I know, but he he does some. He wants to get into some sort of politics. Punditry, that's fine. But I don't know if he constantly. I feel like he was on uh, like a Fox News show or something recently. Yeah. Whatever. Um. The other thing is the they introduce the they remind people that the elimination chamber is coming up, which is an awkward time. Two weeks after, like it's the so, scheduling was really bad. Yeah, it's they, they so, needed to get that three week buffer at least. Right, they needed to have some time to prepare for that. Now it's not hard to consider, you know, who would be in that mix. It's not difficult to get there. And yeah, it's, it's Cena, Styles, right? It's, it's Baron Corbin, Miz and Ambrose, you know, maybe, and Corbin and the Wyatts and Orton are in the picture. Well, it's, we're past six at that point. I know. Well, I'm just saying, it's like those are seven there, so you pick six of them. Sure, 
sure. I don't know if I. I almost think that you remove Orton and Harper because you're clearly working on something. Okay, there. fine. You do that. Then. So I, I. I don't. I don't know. Dolph. Um, yeah, I'd be fine with the Dolph. Yeah. Would be wonderful in that mix. That'd be wonderful. Look, I. It's weird. It's weird to suddenly throw that in, and it's weirder because I think many of us are all so convinced that Cena is going to win this match. I. I. It, I'm not as convinced anymore. Kurt Angle coming back kind of threw a wrench in that for me. Like, I, I think one of the most logical matches to me would be Kurt Angle puts his career on the line versus AJ Styles' title at WrestleMania. That would be really a good way to do it. That would be a good way to do it. And that, that could retire Kurt Angle and be huge for AJ Styles. Um, they've been struggling with really having AJ be a heel because they keep insisting he work with John Cena and nobody gets to be a heel when you're working with John Cena. Nobody, I, I, I had a mess. And just, I don't, Big Show was. Whew, I guess he's the one. How, how many people have honestly been heels and they've Rusev worked with? Rusev a little bit. I kinda, Rusev a was kinda bit, a heel, yeah. right? So we've named two in the last, and how long ago was Big Show at this point? Five. Five years? Yeah. yeah. We've named two in five years that have managed to actually be heels when Roman working Reigns with John Cena. Yeah, if they do Roman Reigns John Cena, you're right. Roman Reigns would be a heel. Correct. Unfortunately, got... as we found out, on they're, they're going to edit the footage to make sure that so, Roman Reigns looks like a face. That's so awkward. Um, yeah, I'd love that. I think that'd be wonderful, and I hope they do it. I'm just so convinced they feel like it's really important right now. In fact, I'm kind of convinced they want to have him break the record at WrestleMania. So I'm kind of convinced they're going to have him win, win to tie lose. it, drop it at the elimination chamber, and then win it again at WrestleMania because that would it's. Be so I, I'm, I'm st- well, I, I think it's important for them that, that they would have be him. Classic John Cena. It's it, it, exactly it, what John Cena does, it, right? It, like, it would. It would be the most. Oh God, people would hate it so much. Of course they would hate it that much, <laughs> but it's. It doesn't anything make more sense than that being the, the what they want to do? They say we want to. He's going to break the record at some point. Why wouldn't we have him break it at WrestleMania? So just have him tie it by winning, and then they have a return match, you have him lose, and then he wins it again. I, or they have somebody else entirely win the Elimination Chamber, so it gets AJ out of the picture, right? So whoever he's going to face at WrestleMania... I was going to say, I, I don't think they would do AJ Cena again at me. No, I don't think they would either. So what I'm saying is, the, the, and the Elimination Chamber is the perfect way to go about doing right. this. You have him win on on at the Royal Rumble. Then Hold it for two weeks. <laughs> the somebody that we don't know of, whoever it is right. that he's going to face at WrestleMania, wins the belt... In the elimination chamber, that way you can completely remove AJ from the picture, and then you have John Cena versus whoever that is at WrestleMania for the title, and he wins again in order to become the all-time beltiest champion, the all-time Cena is Cena that he can be. It's all perfectly logical, and at the same time, I'm just like, God, that would be so. Oh, it would be the worst. (laughs) It would would be the worst, especially because it's like you don't need to do it at this mania. No, wanted to hold it off till next mania. But I think they're in the spot where they don't really know exactly what they're going to have. They don't want to try to predict the future, but they've got this in front of them right now. It's fairly easy to get there. You don't have to do much to dot the i's and 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 you know cross the t's. It, it, it's all so simple. It's yeah. all so simple. It, of course, is going to happen. You know that it's going to happen. And, I don't and, even know why and, you're even... And, and the person who would make most sense for it to be, if they're going to go with that route, would be Dolph Ziggler. 
Yeah. Yeah, because he just loses, right? He, he just loses. He, but it would involve him he just, having... He just did the heel turn and, you know... But it would immediately ruin... You know, it's so funny you say that because my, my buddy uh, Brandon... It would immediately second, ruin his... It would ruin yes. everything you've done to try to make him a heel. Yes. The, all this work yes, you've done exactly. to make Dolph Ziggler a heel, you say, this is the reason why we want to do it because we want to do Cena <laughs> Ziggler. The moment that yep. you go that exactly. route, you know what's going to happen. Exactly. It doesn't, all this work that you've done with Ziggler, out the effing window. Yep. He's not a heel anymore. Yep. You just can't. It doesn't work. But you're right. It would. That's the logical thing for that's them to lo- you know, they if, do. If, if they want, you or know. Here, how about this? How about this? I just thought of this. What if you have uh, Cena win the Rumble? You have AJ win at lose. the Rumble or win the Rumble? Win win at the Rumble. win the okay. belt at the I'm, Rumble. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Win the Royal Rumble. Okay. So so lose enter himself, and I could absolutely see that happening. Okay. And then wins the Rumble. And then AJ loses at the Elimination Chamber to one Kurt Angle. And then you have a triple threat match at Mania. Well, that would be... You've suddenly, somehow, not only have you managed (laughs) to do do the work, but you've also managed to get me to go along with this somehow. (laughs) Congratulations, sir. I don't know how you managed to pull that off. That that, that, that would be pretty odd if uh, Kurt Angle's first real match is an Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I mean, I mean that would be kind of amazing and ridiculous. Kind of great. I'd love it. I'd love it. I'd be all for it. All right, uh, to Raw this week. Anything? I mean, there's nothing else we need to talk about from SmackDown, right? Is there anything else? That, I mean, obviously the, the Orton Harper thing is there, and they, they'll deal with that. I, I do wonder why AJ was going so strongly at Shane there. Um, oh well, we you oh like I that that kind of made me raise my eyebrows a little bit, right? But j- just a little bit. I'm. I'm because, I'm hoping it's because, not that round. Well, you've been convinced that it's going to be. Uh, we've all kind of been convinced. Miz Shane. Shane, right? Shane, interesting. Would, yeah, it does nothing no, for me. No. Zero. Well, that's what I keep trying to tell you guys. The last couple is like, yeah, we saw Taker and uh, Braun, and we saw Braun and Lesnar. What I think they always they do it every year was they give you like you have an idea of what you think is coming at Mania and four or five matches well, it, you think might come right but they tease other things so that when they actually end up doing one of them you're like wow well specifically or, or specifically for the Rumble they want there to be an interaction between everyone exactly. yeah they want you to see that literally anybody could be you know putting anybody over I I get the and concept way, and if you go with my idea that Kurt Angle is somehow going to become an authority figure then you you know you keep laying the groundwork of Shane not doing yeah. his job and yeah I hear. Take over. I hear you. Uh, to Raw, the the most interesting thing to me was the dusty finish on the tag title. I was I was genuinely excited when I thought that the club had finally won the tag belts because we've been waiting so goddamn long for them to win the tag belts, and we thought yeah. they should have had them six months ago. Um, I thought it was a good dusty finish. I liked it. Well, he, I don't normally like the dusty finish. I thought it was good, but here's it, here's the odd thing because you were genuinely excited. The, you know, the dusty finish is done to kind of screw over the face, right. pretty much exclusively. So by doing this to the club, it's a it's a little bit of an odd dynamic there. Yeah, it's an odd dynamic, but I I liked I think, it. But the the reason why it works is because it allows you to have a title match on Raw where that the club can say that they won without actually winning and then getting a rematch for the belts. Winning then, then having to finish the feud with Sheamus and Cesaro at the pay per view after that, and then you set up it the cleans, club versus New Day. things up for the New Day, right? And uh, I mean, the, New Day at Mania for the belts. The one thing is, I almost because again, because the dusty finish almost always happens to you know against the face. Because, like you said, you were excited, you were disappointed when they called the dusty finish. That's the emotion it's supposed to uh, it's supposed to get to you. 
I almost wonder, I don't think it's happening this way, but it almost uh, smells like a little bit of the beginning of a double turn. Okay. I mean, I I think the club is a very logical choice of to be. Who? Of the of the club and, and Seamus and Cesaro, right? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying the club and New Day. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no I think no, the club, club and Seamus and Cesaro is logical. Now, it would screw with AJ's philosophy, which is that you're trying to work with the club and the New Day at right. WrestleMania. You wouldn't want the club to be faces to face the New Day at WrestleMania. Right. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. Um, now, we've also talked about the bigger picture things they could do um, at WrestleMania, and we've discussed... Speaking of the New Day, how hilarious were they again on Monday? Oh, I mean, just what... They're just great. Of course they are. Of course. The people are back to breaking back news. To the new day is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> AJ, AJ, AJ said, "I've got something to add to the show this week." The new day are swell. <laughs> no, but the thing is that for two, three months, you guys included, you guys didn't give them their due because you wanted them to lose the belts to somebody. And then when they finally did, now people are like, "Oh yeah, they're great." Well, they, no, it didn't stop being great. great in the process. We I just, just thought they to needed lose. to lose the belts. No, the yeah. new day never stopped being great. God. You always add things. We can't just have an opinion. You've got to decide what we really mean, Dick. It's the Glenn and Aaron show. It's always been that That's way. Right. I don't know what Hillbilly Jim was talking about. Um, the interesting thing about the club, and AJ has gotten in on this too, the past few weeks, how much they've been hyping up Japan. And I don't. Yeah, there's been a lot of that. Th- there's been a lot of that. And there's. Well, dog, a- it's because there's going to be a Japanese champion in, in <laughs> May. <laughs> yes, they're going to have. I mean, they're the, building the, towards the, the Japanese tournament. tournament. Yeah, I mean, that's the way that this is. That's, that's definitely what they're doing. We'll talk about the UK thing in the third segment. Unless Unless there are other members of the club out in the world. There are. true. Yes, there are, who may need something to do without being in a Titanic, you know, a title match at WrestleMania, perhaps? Correct. Absolutely. And that's what I said. There's been bigger picture things that have been out there, and I think we're all in favor of those possibilities. I think we'd all love them. We'll see. We'll see if uh, they can get there. Um, the other thing is that they continue to also to muddle their title picture as well, which is, again, I think the concept leading into Royal Rumble is we're genuinely trying to sell the idea that you don't know who's winning the Royal Rumble. And to, to, in fairness, to we, be honest, we don't. We don't. They're, right. they're, I could, you could make a case for six different people at this point. I think it's more than six. Yeah, Considering you have two shows to talk well, about? Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I'm saying like... Very, very like, like if I was if I was making odds, who would be seven to one and or less type situation? Realistically, I could I could make an argument for Taker, AJ, Cena, Roman, uh, Kevin Owens, Chris. See, I, I wasn't I wasn't included. Well, I don't think you can make, I don't think you can throw matches. in Owens because well you could say he loses. Yeah, and then no, he, I mean, you, all right, that, that's enough, for, yeah. for any of those you have to say they lose. And Shit, you're right. Yeah, that's an awful lot of there's yep. an awful lot of people. And we by the way, Bill Goldberg. Not, not to mention Goldberg, yeah, Bro- Brock Lesnar. I don't know if you've heard of him. And you even mentioned Seth Rollins. You know, like yes, uh, correct. Anybody in the New Day? Yeah. I, I was gonna say, you know, you're you're looking for a surprise there. You go Biggie and you have him face AJ. That, that's always been my I'm kind of for like wild I'm for uh, dark horse. I, I would in my that match is happening in my dreams currently. That's where that is going on. Yeah, they've done a nice job of of muddling that picture and keeping us in a position where we don't know uh, who's going to win the uh, Royal Rumble, which is a good thing. The, that's the, what it should be. The, the one thing that I about that whole picture that I understand why they didn't mention it. I kind of wish they had one line in there about it. Was I wish Roman had said something about the U.S. title, like I'm focusing on the Universal title now. After that, I'm coming back for my U.S. title. Just kind of showing it that he actually cared a little bit about the belt. That's just. Again, nitpicky. I wish that happened. I don't mind it that it didn't that much, but I think it would have added something to it if he turned to Jericho and said, you know, I'm focusing on Kevin Owens right now, but after that, I'm coming back for that belt. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I would have liked that, too. 
Uh, anything else we to touch on from this week, from the two shows anyway? Not from Dennis now. Okay. Nope. Very good. Then let's do this. Let's uh, grab a break here. When we come back in, excited that Abyss is going to join the show. Uh, he's been killing it on Impact Wrestling, and he's coming to the area this weekend. Abyss joins us next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. He's the main event. AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. The fourth Tuesday of every month all year is Kids Club Night at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. Not only are there games for kids, but also they're collecting items for backpacks for the homeless. On Kids Club Night, any child bringing hats, gloves, scarves, or food like gum, granola bars, or hard candy will receive a free four-piece kids meal. That's Kids Club Night at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square at 5198 Campbell Boulevard. In 2017, Chick-fil-A says eat more chicken. And make sure you tell Steve Pavlosky that Glenn Clark Radio says hi. The next Kids Club Night is Tuesday, January 24th. Hi there, KZ here with Sarita, the NFL chick. Every Sunday from 10 a.m. to noon, you can hear us right here on PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for the PressBox Fantasy and Reality Football, Football Show. Show. Sarita tries to keep me in check. I get a little uh, shady every No, I just try to keep KZ in realistic world instead of you either it's stink a, or you're great. It's all about fantasy. It doesn't matter what's real. It just doesn't. Yes, because wins and losses don't matter, KZ. They don't. They don't. Garbage time is winning time. That's all that matters. Anyway, you can listen to us, as I said, 10 a.m. to noon right here. Pressboxonline.com slash radio or slash fantasy, whichever you're in the mood for. NFL, college football, 10 sometimes baseball. 10 a.m. to noon every Sunday. The Pressbox Fantasy and Reality Football Show. Pressboxonline.com slash radio. How well do you pick weekly NFL games? Pick Factor is the free new app that lets you pick each week's games and see how you do against your friends or against the whole country. Join other leagues or create your own custom league all for free. Pick Factor is easy to download from the Google Play Store or the App Store. When you open the Pick Factor app for the first time, a full tutorial shows you what to do. Play against the Pressbox staff. When you download Pick Factor, click Join a League and enter league name PBS for Pressbox. Sports. Once you enter PBS, you'll be able to see how your weekly picks do against the press box staff. This week, anyone who beats the press box staff will automatically be qualified to win a $25 Royal Farms gift card. One winner will be chosen from everyone who beats our entire staff. You need to be 18 or older to enter and live in Maryland. No purchase is necessary. We will notify the winner through email in the Pick Factor app. If nobody beats our entire staff, the person in our league with the highest score will win the $25 gift card. To get the most points, fill out your picks by Thursday. It's you against the press box pros. Download the Pick Factor app in the Google Play Store or the App Store. Back in here, segment number three. It is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and of course, the main event. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins, and you know how much we love Primal Conflict Wrestling. We have been fans for a long time, and if you're looking for something this weekend, I'm telling you, you can do the best of both worlds. You go out to Harper's Ferry, you have a nice weekend with your lady, and then you say, oh, by the way, baby, Saturday night, we're going to watch some wrestling, because that's where Primal Conflict's going to be Saturday night at the Harper's Ferry KOA for Art of War. And part of that card, facing the Bruiser, who's a legend in this area, a man that uh, you've been watching for a while now. I mean, he's had quite the career and has been doing tremendous work recently as part of Impact Wrestling. It's a pleasure to welcome in Abyss to the program. 
Abyss, it's Glenn and Aaron and AJ. Thanks so much for taking some time for us this week, man. Hey, guys, thanks a lot for having me on. Absolutely, dude. So uh, you are a local dude. You're a a guy from D.C., right? Well, I I spent a little time there, but, yeah, my Wikipedia is wrong. Oh, okay, then I'm a liar. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this was like a big homecoming for you. Yeah, no, man, no, that wicked. I don't know where that came from. It's got me married to a, a girl named Darla too. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Wait, are you are you even married? I am. Oh, okay, all right. I just yeah. have the wrong name. Fair enough. I am. Yeah, I grew up in I grew up in Cleveland. Oh, okay. Ohio. Boy, that's become yeah. the hotbed of professional wrestling at this point. It is. It really. I mean, there's so many so many guys have come out of Cleveland. You know, I mean, there's been a lot of talent. Ethan Carter, myself, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, to name a few. So, yeah, Cleveland's always been really, really strong as far as pro wrestling oh, and yeah. football, for that matter. Uh, in high school, in high school, I played with uh, Justin Howard and Elvis Gerbach. Jesus uh, Christ! Yeah, we were we were a powerhouse. We were, you know, we had eleven guys get Division One rides that year, and I know AJ would appreciate that. And uh, yeah. Desmond was our starting tailback. Elvis was our starting quarterback, and so it was. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, those guys didn't go on to be anything much, did no, they? I mean, they just, nah. it's very, it's very rare that I come across some because my graduating class at in high school had eight guys that went D one. It's very rare I come across somebody that has more than us. Um, but do you think that Elvis Gerba could have, you know, had his way in professional wrestling if he went that way? <laughs> no. I don't know. I'll tell you what, Elvis is a big guy, man. He was he was taller than yeah, I was. He was. He was. He was just shy of six seven, and he had a big frame on him. So I, I bet he could have done it if he wanted to, if he had chose that route. All right, Abyss. So you're not from DC, but you're coming back to this area. Um, I, I don't know how many times you've been back and, and performed in the area, but it's this is a hotbed for wrestling. This is a place that's really passionate. How much do you enjoy coming back and performing for fans? I guess not coming back now that we know you're not from here. But how much well, do you, you know, enjoy coming here? I love I love doing the, the independent wrestling because it's such a way to connect with the fans on a local and a regional level. Uh, you know, nationally we're on we're on top TV with with the impact, and uh, you know that obviously is a national reach. But, but doing these shows is a chance for me to get back and get in touch with uh, get in touch with the you know, local regional fans of wrestling, and, and it's such a big part of wrestling. It's it's the heart of wrestling. Independent wrestling is and. It's been a while since I've been back in that area for a show, so I'm really excited about coming back and just reconnecting with the fans a little bit and, and getting uh, getting back into that area. And Abyss, you you actually uh, you spend a lot of time working with AJ Styles, obviously. And when you see how long it took him to get to WWE, do you did you think that within the first year of him being there, he would be at the position he is now? You know, I honestly, what he's done is amazing, and he's an amazing person. He's an amazing athlete. He's amazing. He's an amazing wrestler. Uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I, I didn't think. I, I always thought that he would end up where he was, where he is with them one day. I didn't think it would happen as fast. Um, but that's just a credit to him. That's what I absolutely to, to his talent. And when he went in there, you know, who knows what plans they had? But but after he went in there. And, after he had that first program with Jericho, I think he he pretty much laid the groundwork where, where they had to use him and they had to push him and they had to yeah. make him a star because because that's what he is and you know he's an incredible performer and uh, you know I'm so happy for the guy we're we're close and we had some incredible matches you know in in, in TNA and 
Um, so I'm not surprised at all. I'm surprised it happened so fast, but I'm not surprised at all that, it, that he's where he's at. You know, a lot of things have been going on uh, with TNA, with Impact Wrestling lately. Obviously, Anthem has taken over. Uh, Jeff Jarrett is back in the picture now. What What have the past couple months really been like uh, for you there? Yeah, they've been great. They've been refreshing. It's a new day. It's a new dawn. Uh, there's a lot of positive energy flying around. And, and, you know, Anthem, you know, getting to meet Ed Norholm and, and spend a little time with him and, and the Anthem people, you know, they're, they're so dedicated. They're so passionate. And they're so... Uh, driven uh, to make this thing work and <clears throat> we just did our first round of 2017 tapings a few weeks ago back in Orlando and, and they were incredible you know having Jeff back around and Dutch Mantel um, really breathed a lot of I thought positive energy into, into the into the locker room uh, and I said it's all like I said it, between Anthem and, and, and everything that's going on and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other changes coming in the future positive changes um I really am I'm excited. I think the whole company's really excited about, uh, you know, relaunching in 2017 and really getting this thing going strong. Abyss is with us here on Jiving Out. And again, the event is Saturday night, Primal Conflict Wrestling. You can go to primalconflictwrestling.com to get your tickets. Dude, uh, so obviously, being a part of Decay and being a part of what's been going on for the last 12 months with the Hardys, the way that it has just, just sort of shaken the professional wrestling world to its core, the work that you guys are doing, um, how special has it been to be a part of that? And how many times have you, you know, sort of gotten like the dossier, here's what's going to go on, here's what we're doing, and you sort of shook your head and said, really, we're going to try to do this? <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the, the case stuff's been incredible. Uh, you know, I've, I've been wrestling for 22 years, and I've been with Impact for almost 15 of that. Um, and, and I've done a lot, and I'm so proud of everything I've done. And, uh, you know, it's gotten to the point, or it got to the point where, you know, there was nothing else for me to do. Um, I, you know, I've had a spectacular career. I'm very proud of it. I'm very happy with it. Um, but the decay was a chance for me to do something different at this stage of my career, which is like I just mentioned, almost impossible to do. So it's been great. I love the connection we have with the fans. I love the look we have. I love the entrance. I love the way we work together. All three of us are really close. I'm kind of the grizzled veteran of the group. Um, you know, I've been around a long time. He's kind of a newcomer. Uh, he was, he's been around a little bit with TNA, with the menagerie. <laughs> um, Rosemary's brand new to the scene. So, you know, I'm kind of the grizzled vet, but they, their energy, their youth, everything, they, they, we, we just help each other so much. I, I uh, wish I could tell you how much we, we get along and we, we mold and we help each other. And it's a true group. Um, we get along in and out of the ring, and, and it's been really exciting. So, you know, <laughs> it's also been a chance to do some crazy stuff that I've never done before yeah. in the wrestling business. I mean, Deleter Decay, Final Deletion, um, The Great War, Bound for Glory with the Hardys. I mean, that stuff. Uh, was, was groundbreaking. I, I really thought it was it was new. It was different. It was a new angle and a new kind of spin on wrestling. And um, you know, I was really excited about getting to be a, a part of that stuff too. It was, it was incredible to, to film it and and to see it all come to life. I remember when I first saw the uh, the uh, final deletion um, or the, just the the Matt Hardy broken Matt Hardy package and thinking this was awesome but i didn't have any idea what they were going to do from that point when you first saw the original video package at the hardy compound what did you have any idea that it would grow to what it is right now 
No, I didn't. You know, I don't think anybody did. I really don't. I, I think, you know, Matt may have had, Matt Hardy, you know, Matt may have had the vision. Uh, you know, I can't give enough props to him. It, it, you know, it's really hard for a person that's uh, as established uh, in this business as he is and his brother Jeff um, to, to totally switch gears at this point in their career and to totally reinvent themselves. And that's what Matt has done, especially. He's just reinvented himself after 20-some-odd years of, of, of the Hardy legacy, you know, strapped to his back. So, you know, that's a hard thing to do, man. That's not easy. I don't think people and your listeners realize how hard it is to do and just drop something and do something else completely different, number one, and number two, completely crazy and odd and, and out there, you know. So <laughs> it's been, it's been I think, for those guys, I, think, I know they're having fun doing it. I know Matt and Jeff are having a lot of fun with it. You know, I, I just think it's incredible what, what they've been able to do and recreating themselves uh, and at the same time doing something new and different in the wrestling business. You know, in, in addition to just kind of the gimmick, the angle there, the idea of the kind of cinematic wrestling as opposed to just the classic wrestling style, do you think that that has a potential for future and growth in wrestling, or do you think that that's kind of a, you know, this is what it's going to be and th- this is what it can be, but it doesn't really have much growth area? Uh, you know, I think time will tell. Uh, you know, that, that's a really good question. And I, I think I think time will tell. I, I think there's definitely a positive and a great chance of it uh, becoming a staple of wrestling because it has been successful uh, in what we've done, you know, the cinematic style and so forth. I, I don't see it ever taking over, uh, you know, or, or, or uh, rising above traditional pro wrestling by any means but, but I do see that it does have I do think it does have a strong um, opportunity to, to be a part of wrestling going forward and I, I think you know Impact and, and us and the Hardys and, and, and we're kind of uh, you know revolutionary a little bit in, in, in doing that and it's a gamble it's a risk you know I mean every every time you do something different it's scary number one it's a risk number two and, and, and you wait to see if there's a payoff to it and the payoff to it's been pretty good so far so you know, we'll see. Time will tell, but but I think it's definitely, you know, it's trending in the right direction, no doubt. He's Abyss, Primal Conflict Wrestling, Saturday night in Harper's Ferry. Um, you know, is there ever been a moment when you've been doing this, and, and maybe not even doing this, but is particularly working with Decay and working with the Hardys, where you guys have had to stop filming something because someone literally realized how effing hilarious the whole thing was, and they've broken the way that maybe Jimmy Fallon used to do on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, well, I, I don't understand your question. I mean, like, has anybody literally, what you guys are doing, there's so many moments where there's a one-liner from Matt or something like that in the middle of one of these things that's so effing funny. Have any of you broken character while filming because you were just caught up in the ridiculous of itness of it or or how hilarious something was or anything like that? Sure. You know, I don't think we've ever broken because of that, but I, but I do. I will tell you this, and it's a great question. Um, there's been a lot, you know, that's the one good thing about this. It was such a team effort. Jeremy Borash was, was the ringleader of this whole thing, the director, the filmer, the, one of the producers. I mean, him, him and Jimmy uh, both uh, just, you know, put this whole thing together. So, But there was a lot of creative freedom in it. And there were times where we were filming a certain segment of it, and one of us had a one-liner that just popped out of nowhere, and, it, and we, we cool. kept it in there. Yeah, you know. So there was a, that, that was the one really good thing about it. You know, we we had a we it was you know written and it was put together, but there was opportunities for us on, on several times where 
we were able to ad lib or to add something in or do something a little bit different that added a little, whether it was humor or drama to it. Um, you know, that was kind of fun, just having that little bit of uh, levity and that little bit of leverage to, to kind of do do a little different and make it your own. It, it made it really uh, different and fun and creative. When you uh, when you were talking to us off the air, uh, you mentioned that uh, you played football at Ohio University. And yep. uh, I was wondering, as speaking as someone who's always been a lifelong wrestling fan, and I just bought a house in Orlando, and, you know, I can see <laughs> the other side of things before I'm even done playing football. At what point did you decide, you know what, I actually want to get into the business, and I don't think football is for me anymore? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I mean, you know, like, you, you never forget where you were when, when the – you know, man landed on the moon. I never forget where I was when I came to that point. And, and you know, I, I had a great career in high school. You know, played at a great high school, a powerhouse high school in Cleveland. And, um, you know, went to Ohio University on a full scholarship. And, and, and just that the education I got alone was great. We weren't the greatest thing in football. Uh, but of course, you know, we had a couple decent years. But um, for me, you know, I went there. I was able to get my master's degree there. Um, which was uh, really something, really a, a, a cool accomplishment. I had one year of eligibility left, but I had graduated. So I stayed on and got my master's that last year. So getting my master's degree out of it was great. It was kind of at that point after I got my master's degree where I was kind of like, you know, I don't think football's for me anymore. I, I wasn't high on anybody's draft board uh, at the time. Neither was AJ, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't either. And, you know, it's very rare that I, like I said earlier, like, I also did the same thing when I graduated early and was able to finish and get my master's too. And there's, we're the last of a dying breed. I'm letting you know that now. <laughs> AJ, I, yeah, because I don't know too many other guys. Uh, I don't know too many other people that, that did what we did. And, you know, as, you know, the, a lot of guys get their degree and they move on. And, and but you don't yep. see a whole ton of guys. I don't know a whole ton that get their master's degree out of it as well. And, really get the most out of out of you know the scholarship and so forth so you know that was that was that was a, that was a big deal to me and and after that happened you know just i just kind of felt like i was ready to move on from football you know and, and use this master's degree and, and get out and, and you know and get in work and you know i wanted to be in a well, i wanted to be in a front office at first you know for football or, or work in wrestling in, in, in some capacity i never thought i was going to be a wrestler uh, that kind of just happened by accident. I fell into the, the school one day in Ohio and <laughs> outside of Cincinnati, and, and, and the rest is history. I just I literally happened that quick, you know. It was That's kind cool. of a blaze of moment kind of moment. A, a few years ago, a story came out about you being offered a pretty prominent WrestleMania spot. Can you kind of tell us uh, tell us about that and why you ended up turning that down? Yeah, I did back in 2006. Um, I was offered a, an opportunity to go to WWE, and, you know, it's well-documented. I mean, I've, I've talked about it in the past before, but, you know, it was a great opportunity for me. Uh, you know, I would have been in a spot probably with The Undertaker at WrestleMania that year. And, and at the time, you know, this was 2006, and TNA was just taking off. Um, things were really starting to happen there. You know, the Spike TV deal came about. The merchandising, the marketing, the, the, uh, I'm sorry, the line of toys, the action figures, everything started coming out. We were touring not only all over the U.S., we were touring in the, in the U.K. And, and other places as well. Um, and I just was, I was a part of the beginning. I was a, I was a solid foundation of, of the, of the beginnings of TNA. And, 
for me, it was it was it just was too important. I was too big of a, a part of the beginning and too big of an anchor of the of the of the company. I just didn't feel I felt you know that it was a better opportunity for me to stay where I was at. And uh, you know, I have no regrets about it. I, you know, I have zero regrets about it just because you know I, I have been loyal, and, and TNA and Impact have been loyal back to me, and yeah. it's been a great relationship and a great partnership. And um, you know, like I said, I, <clears throat> it was a great opportunity. But but you know, I, I I'm so proud to be an anchor and a, a founding father, I guess if you want to call it that. Of, of impact, and I'm proud of that more than anything. It's been a hell of a run. There's no question about that. You've had a, a tremendous career doing that. Um, I, I saw you tweet something the other day, the, the big news this week uh, in pro wrestling, that Kurt Angle's going to the WWE Hall of Fame, and you obviously yeah. spent a lot of time with Kurt, and I, I worship at the altar of Kurt Angle. I'm the biggest Kurt Angle fanboy on the face of the planet. Um, your experience with Kurt and and what he meant to TNA um, being being the most prominent guy to make the jump um, from from one to the other, I think at, at any point. I know Foley and Flair had their dabbles, but I mean he was obviously a big part of it. But what what was Kurt? What did he mean to you and to the company? And how happy are you for him? Uh, you know, number one, I'm so happy for him. Uh, I'm so happy that WWE has decided to do the right thing and induct him in the Hall of Fame because he's so deserving of it. Um, as far as my interactions with him, they were nothing but just fantastic. We had such great times together. We wrestled. We worked a lot. I mean, we did a yeah. few pay-per-views together. Uh, his his debut match when he first came to Impact was against me live on, live on a Thursday night when he, when he first showed up. Um, so we had a ton of interaction, uh, a ton of wrestling together. Uh, we were able to hang out a little bit outside of wrestling and traveled a little bit together and so forth. And, you know, I just, I, you know, people, you know, the inside, you, you know, your listeners and just wrestling fans in general, you know, they don't get to know people on a personal level. But I'm here to tell you, he's just one of the most fantastic, big-hearted. Uh, he would do anything for you uh, if you needed it. And he's, I'm just so happy for him. He's a great person. You know, he, what he did for Impact Wrestling is unparalleled. Um, coming over, really, really, really putting the finishing touches on establishing Impact at Wrestling at that time. And, uh, you know, what he did for the company, what he's done for wrestling in general, uh, is unmeasured. And, and I'm, I'm really happy for him. He's, he deserves it more than anybody. I think it's remarkable that we're at a point where legitimately being an Olympic gold medalist is an afterthought for the dude. Like, it's the, people will go their entire lives, and that's the only thing you'll ever know about them. And he's made yeah. that a complete afterthought because of how significant he's been. And he's a dude that could have just shown up and, and didn't have to care about the business. He could have just shown up and on his qualifications been a big deal. But he clearly cared very deeply about this business the moment that he got here. Oh, he does. I mean, you, know, you, you go back and watch his matches. I mean, every single match the guy was doing something, death-defying or, or risking injury. He never, he never hit the brakes. He never tapped the brakes. He never took a night off. Uh, and that was the one thing about him. When you were in the ring with him, if you didn't match his enthusiasm, if you didn't match his intensity, man, he would eat you for lunch. And if you literally, when you're in a match with him, you know, there was no taking a minute off or taking a night off. I mean, if you didn't match his intensity, you would be, you'd be dead meat. Um, so, you know, he gave it every night. He gives it 100% every night, no matter what. Yeah, no doubt. AJ, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Excellent, man. Dude, Abyss, I, honestly, we are thrilled, and we really enjoyed having you on. We can't wait for Saturday night and the Art of War 
at uh, Harpers Ferry KOA in Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. It is not far for anybody in this area. D.C., Baltimore, it is very accessible for both. Get out there, have a great weekend. Go to the casino while you're out that way. Just make a weekend of it and have a great uh, great time out there. Primalconflictwrestling.com is the website. Abyss, let's make sure we get some plugs in for you, man. Uh, social media, T-shirts, what can we plug for you? Uh, just two, two things for me. I'm, I'm on Twitter. Uh, 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 my address there is at the real abyss, one word, the real abyss on Twitter. And then my website is uh, themonsterabyss.com. It's awesome, man. Uh, those are the two places people can go check up on me. And merchandise is on the website. And uh, where I'm going to be at is on the website, all that good stuff. Very cool. Dude, seriously, uh, really enjoyed the conversation, man. Would love to have you on again uh, in in the coming months as we just oh, dude, I'd love that. talk I'd and love shop. That. Is I, a... I got to ask. Yeah. His, his, his picks for this Sunday. Ooh. Uh, if I had any. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Who's winning on Sunday? Oh, t- picks. I thought yeah. you said ticks. No, no. no, no. no. I was like, if yeah. I had any. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> picks, picks. No, my picks, yeah, I think uh, Rodgers and um, I think I think Rodgers is going to get it done for Green Bay, and I think that um, Pittsburgh is just a better team, and I think I think both the road teams are going to win. Wow! Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm picking them both too, man. I really, I'm picking the Steelers to go in and upset New England. I really think they're built to do it. So, we'll, yeah, we'll find out between their, between their run game and Antonio Brown. And I think that the wrong guys open their mouths talking about Antonio Brown. And I think he's going to put on a show. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to run wild through that defense. I think that defense is going to miss Jamie Collins a lot um, this weekend. Yeah. And I, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be himself and will them to a win. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree with you. So I'm excited about both games. I think they're both going to be really, really good. All right, all right. Uh, we're going to have to stop this now, or else this is going to turn into total nerd fest. <laughs> we got to do uh, cool things like professional wrestling. Come on! Oh right, yeah, hey. nerds. Hey, hey, guys. Seriously, Abyss. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you for taking the time for us this week. Thank you so much, guys. Good luck. Take care. Well, that was cool. That was cool. Really enjoyed that conversation uh, with Abyss. Appreciate him hopping on with us and. uh I hope you go out there on Saturday night to uh, check out the uh, Primal Conflict event at Harper's Ferry. It should be a good time. And he's just a, a dude that, like, you know, it's funny because I don't think about him as being 43 and sort of being at a point in his career where, like, he's done everything, you know what I mean? Other than, obviously, is being, in WWE. being in WWE, as sort of AJ pointed out. But I think the fact that he spurred WWE when they when they called uh, 10 years ago sort of said, I'm good with the fact that that probably means that I'm never going to be there. And maybe they'll... You know, maybe that they have some role in mind, but it's it seems you know. Let me think about this. We've talked about guys that just come to NXT to be on NXT. Maybe we should have asked. Shit, I'm really mad. I didn't <laughs> think to ask him this. Well, luckily he seemed to like us. So right, he's going to come back on. Do you think Abyss would be a good fit after they call up Samoa Joe for a guy they could just bring over to 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 work programs at NXT, have guys better for working with him? And not have to have a long-term plan for him as a guy on the main roster. I think it would benefit him, and then if he excels in the role, he might get up to the. Yeah, main he's, roster. they could yeah. if you know if he's if if people really like him, if they come up with something for him, he could still do something like that. But I, I think that would be a, he would be the perfect type of person to bring over. Yeah, that he doesn't he doesn't have to end up on the main roster. I think he'd be willing to do something like that. Although he talked about being a career TNA guy and. Sort of what that's meant to him, but I think that would he for that role, yeah, to hire a forty-three-year-old abyss 
and to say, dude, you're coming over here because we want you to make NXT you more relevant. Repa- you know, he has a built-in character there. You don't need to tweak with it much. Nope. It's just you, you put him out there. You let him wrestle. You let him, you know, almost serve as a, a player coach type situation, you know, type deal there. I think it'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. It makes, I think it'd be awesome. It makes a ton of sense. I'd be all for it. Um, all right. So a couple of things. We're not going to do like a, 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 a typical quick count here. Um, but we do, we have not talked about the UK championship event, uh, yet. And I will admit, I have only been able to watch day one. I have not had a chance yet to watch day two. AJ has no internet. That's why he's hanging out at the, uh, the Jewish uh, center today, uh, doing the show. So he hasn't been able to watch it either. Aaron, have you watched the entire thing? Yeah, I watched it live. Um, I really, look, the atmosphere is great. I, that place. The, the venue. The oh venue. My God. Is, they, and, and that's I only saw pictures, but it looks incredible. Dude, it's I mean, unbelievable. I mean, just, the, just the look of it. Like, WWE needs to do more stuff yes. like that. Just looks visually appealing. Holy hell, it looks incredible. And the crowd is into it. Like, it just, it seemed like a major, amazing, like, they, they need to have NXT there. They need to do an NXT event in that building. Yeah. Because it is perfect. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, great looking, great crowd, and the way they did it was great. I thought uh, one thing that was tremendous was this is a guy for the most part, you know, even less than the Cruiserweight Classic. I, I think people knew less about these guys than they did about most of the guys in the Cruiserweight Classic just Agreed. overall. Agreed. And they managed to get over a number of these guys in just a two-day span. They they had a great story. Obviously, Pete Dunne was the yep. was, was the focus of it. Even though he didn't end up winning, he was kind of the star of it. He had the the, the back and forth with Regal. Triple H got in his face at one point. He was he was the heel of the tournament, and uh, he's tremendous. Uh, Tyler Bate and yep. T- uh, Trent Seven, yep. Mustache Mountain. They were they were kind of my guys going in. Actually, I, I, I picked uh, Bate over Dunne going into it. But uh, they're they're great. They're on Shakara. They're so I think as far as the uh, other than Mark Andrews, of course, who's been on TNA a lot, mm-hmm. those were the guys who were probably most familiar to an American crowd because they have been. Who was the guy that they said if you've been watching NXT, you should be familiar Danny with? Danny Birch. See, and the funny thing is, like, I, he, he, I, I he's, he's been used as a jobber a lot. Okay, but maybe I just haven't I, paid attention to who the jobbers were then. Yeah, he hasn't okay. been used in a while, but he's been used as a. He for a while there was kind of one of those regular jobbers. They okay. would get, have a guy who needs to get squashed. Yeah, so he was uh, he was out there as well. Um, I thought the storylines were great. I thought just everything they did was done very, very well. They used strong characters. They they built something there. The question, of course, is what now, and now that's, from and, it? and this is the issue, and this is what we talked about last week, that you do this whole thing, you have a new champion, and now what? What? Where does it go from here? Now, there's some news about you know something they're going to do involving the U.K., or at least appears to be the case, um, is it looks like they're going to put – which promotion is it? It was ICW. And ICW is going to head the WWE Network. Yes, ICW on the network. That's which is significant. Which is awesome because we're a big fan of ICW. Sure, but what of this? Right, like you did this. Whole I mean, thing. and and the, you know, it keeps coming out that it seems like there is going to be a British show. Okay, but you, if I know. you're going to do that. You need to announce that when you're hot. Like you come out of right. this thing and you right. make a huge announcement at the end of the night on Sunday. And by the way, if you enjoyed this, in one month, tune in for. Blah, 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 blah. WWE UK. Correct. Whatever it's going to be. Velocity. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. The Monday night, they're talking about how great the event. Oh, it was such a great event. And here's our new champion. And and what? And By, by the way, the, the Michael Cole, Nigel McGuinness team. That was really good. Awesome. It was really good. They no need doubt. to 
Except for the awkward part where, like, Michael Cole in day one, again, I've only watched day one, said to Nigel McGuinness, who's really impressed you? And he starts to answer the question, and and he says, and I'll tell you, and then, like, apparently somebody said something in his earpiece, because then he says, I'm going to save that for later. (laughs) (laughs) But but Michael Cole unshackled from Vince yelling in his ear, and then Nigel McGuinness, I I think they should put him on the... On some show, yeah, no, no, actually, he's... you know what he should do? They should put him on NXT. Replace yeah, probably be the full time replacement for Corey Graves there, since you know. Well, the Percy Watson's gonna. The, the... I hear you. I mean, yeah. but it just appears to be that's the way that they're going. But that's what I'm the... saying is, is I, I like Percy. But yeah, Nigel well, I would have no problem regular. with a three person booth either. I don't think that's a problem. Uh, if you want to go with Nigel as the heel and Percy Watson as the face, I wouldn't think that would be a problem either. I think you could go that route. Um, but I, I, I think it would make sense to be the guy for the UK show that they're going to do, except for. We don't know what that is. So weird. I got an idea. Yeah. I think that they're going to end up taking over uh, ICW. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Possible. That's what I I think. They 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 say ICW is going to the network, and ultimately ICW becomes WWE UK. Yes. And even if they don't necessarily brand it as WWE UK, that's where they have... The title defended. Say, and, the title, and then the opening show could be a title match between the ICW champion and the WWE UK champion to find out who the... It's not a bad idea. I mean, they, they had that match at the tournament because Wolfgang right now is the ICW but they, champion. But, like, they would, but no, I know right. they, they make it more official. The, the interesting thing about that is they're also... It seemed like at least up until this point that Progress was the main UK company that they were working with even more than... I mean, this ICW partnership... It's kind of coming out of nowhere. I think Progress was kind of the main one there. Right. I think ICW isn't ICW a bigger uh, entity though. Mm, not. I think it's. I think it's done. I think it's done the biggest show. I think Progress has kind of the general. The other ICW is more of just saw like, the writing on the wall. And that and it could very well be that ICW says we're happy to become WWE right. UK, whereas Progress says. Eh, I mean, the, we we like you and we'll work with you, but we're not trying to give that up. The, the interesting thing is just the fit there from ICW is that ICW they're doing is, a different they, they're kind of doing yeah. a different style of thing, so that would feel I'm not going to say awkward because you know you get WWE involved and you can do whatever you want. There. And there's money. That's yes, the, the and, and, and there's oh, money there. Oh, you want us to change our styles? Okay, yeah, by all means, correct. Oh, you want but, us to change our styles and you have two million people paying ten dollars a month? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah happy, sure. happy to. I mean, but if we don't get Grado coming out to Madonna anymore, then I'm not Well, I'm not. I would be very disappointed <laughs> by that. I agree. <laughs> I'm not going to be happy. I think the WWE would be smart enough to say, we want Grado coming out to Madonna on the WWE then Network. have to pay for Madonna's well, yeah, rights. Well, just let people sing it. Or do there the, we go. You know, don't. Come out to silence. And right. And let the crowd sing, sing the Ma- uh, Grado's way to the ring, yeah, okay. which is the way that it should be. I mean, frankly. anything that gets me Joe Hendry on the WWE Network, I'm all in. Hey, man. I'm I, all in. I, you know, I hadn't thought about it at all, but I don't think it's a bad idea. And I think it. It really, it might very well be, because they worked very hand-in-hand with these promotions when they did this event. Right. Um, it might very well be that that was a step, like the promotion said, we don't really want you coming in and competing against us. Right. The WWE said, well, okay, let's let's think about the, another way we could do it then. That's totally plausible. I don't think it's impossible that it could work out that way, and I think it's probably a good idea. It probably puts less burden on a lot of people in order to make it work. It gives them more programming, and it gives them something to do with this championship, and they could do a UK specific event every year that make they make a big event. And, and you know with with what culture and world of sport coming in and really kind of trying to take over that UK area, you know those companies are like well, we don't want the, you know we don't have the resources to battle with them, but if we partner with WWE we sure do. Correct. Correct. That's a great point as well. No, I like that. I think that's a good idea and I think it'd be somewhere to go from there. Um you know, I 
I guess the other thing I would say is I think if you're going to call this person a champion, they need to show up still. At the Rumble? Definitely at the well, I was You're almost going to take away who's going to be number five on my oh. t- the top five. But okay, <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll go there. I think they need to show up in America. I think that you need to have them make appearances, interact. It's the same thing I'm saying about the cruiserweights. You've got to lend more credibility to these people that we don't, that the average wrestling fan doesn't know about. And that, frankly, I'm, I'm more than an average wrestling fan. And I didn't know the guys on this card. I didn't, you know, other than what you told me about them last week, I knew none of them. You've got to give them more credibility by having them interact with the people that you already have. We talked about, um, oh God, I've already, uh, Nick Dunn getting over in part because of his interactions with, What's that? Pete Dunn. Yeah. Nick Dunn. Jesus. Pete Dunn getting over more because of interactions with William Regal and Triple H. You've got to bring them here to help them get over to give more credibility to what you're doing. I think the one tricky thing is if you're going to bring, uh, especially Tyler Bate over often, is just they've been so hesitant in the past to put anyone of his age uh, on TV, basically, since the kind of they started doing it in most then of them. Why give him the well, damn belt? And, and I agree with that. And they would have to make an exception for that. But that's I mean, the one tricky thing there. Like, yeah, dude, no, you no, gave I, him the, you made I, that decision. I, I, I'm just saying, I'm saying that's the one tricky thing. Oh, fine. Yeah. Yeah, no trick anymore. We're going to do it. I mean, I just, I'm not saying put him on TV every week. I'm not saying put him on, make him a regular part of Raw. I'm saying you have to do something with them to have credibility lent from what you have already established for what's going on over there. That's, that's the point that I'm attempting to make. All right. Anything else we need to, uh, to touch on before we get to our top five this week? Uh, no, just, just coming off of that, just really quickly, uh, the women's tournament. Uh, Triple H uh, doing a conference call after the U.K. tournament. Someone asked him, hey, does this mean, you know, with the success of this, are you going to do more tournaments? He said, yeah, I think we're going to do a women's tournament similar to the Cruiserweight Classic over the summer. Great. All in. Yeah. All in. By all means, let's do it. Uh, Kimberly wins. Uh, end of the story. I, I, I got nothing else. Um, all right. Top five is this Awesome week. Kong not win? Is, is she wrestling? I was going to say, I mean, is – I. Maybe. I mean, that'd be an easy way to get her back. Yeah, it yeah. would be. I mean, it'd be a great has, way. Has she been wrestling since that she had to leave TNA because of the, the backstage I, altercations I, and stuff? I have no idea what Awesome Kong's been doing. Yeah, I haven't been paying I, attention. I haven't seen her. Like, I mean, you could do that. You could, you know, get another Japanese wrestler. There are a number of people that you could either get someone I mean, who's look, already it's in not going to have the name quality of the cruiserweights. People have already forgotten. People have already forgotten because of the fact that uh, it lasted so It was so short. But Karma was... Everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It was... Okay. We're starting to lose you, AJ. I apologize. I don't know. You're going in and out. You there? I think. Yes, I am. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Very good. Very good. Sorry. Uh, continue. You were talking about Awesome Calm or Karma and how great Karma was. And yes. She was just everything. She her she had a unique look, obviously, but she also had her gimmick in and of itself was unique and had never been done before and kind of to be quite honest the Wyatt's kind of piggybacked off that and enhanced it tenfold but I mean it was the same kind of gimmick from the beginning and I feel as if she could potentially come back in that tournament and revitalize the, her career as well as could you imagine a Karma Nia Jax match at SummerSlam it would be insane no question it would be absolute bonkers I'm I'm in on it I mean, I guess the question would be, if you have the option to get Karma back, do you really want to have her in this tournament, or do you just want to 
push her. Right, correct. Get her back on TV immediately. But I'm I'm all for it. I think it's a good idea. And also, I think it could serve you. You know, we've talked about what happens in a post Oscar world with the women's division on NXT. The women's division on NXT can use a little bit of a bump, um, and can use some some new blood and some people to get a little bit of a run out of an event like this. So. I'm all for it. What whether, I'm, whether it's the NXT or whether it's you use it to kind of restock the roster, you bring in like a candle slurray. You well, I, in, yeah. I guess my point is what I'm not in favor of, of them is them doing this and then saying, now we're going to do a weekly women's show the way right. that they did with the crew. Like the, to me, you do this, you sign some women out of it, and you send them to NXT right. to help your NXT women's division at that point. I think that's the better route to go. I think there's a lot of people that are involved in the cruiserweight division who would be well-served working on NXT right now instead of working on Raw, where the crowds clearly aren't into them, and working on 205 Live. Not saying that everybody's doing Look, there's plenty of good work being done in the cruiserweight division, but I think there's a handful of names there that we would say would probably be better off right now if they had gone the route of NXT instead to build their brand a little bit better before they jumped to the main roster. All in agreement? Agreed. Okay. Yeah. One of those names, not Jack Gallagher. Who is no, awesome. Jack Gallagher who is, is everything. Who is, I mean, honestly, they might as well just name the goddamn division after him. He's so amazing. But the, that's, ga- the Gallagher Gold, that's the, the oh name for the title. Oh, God. That's so great. All right, uh, top five this week. This is AJ's. AJ, go ahead. All right, so um, I hope you guys – I, I kind of am going to take it a different direction, but basically um, with, with the with the Royal Rumble, oh, good. Um, we decided that, uh, I decided actually, that I think it would be better if it would be a good top five if we did the top five um, people we would like to see in the Rumble. And the reason I said I took a different direction is one of these is serious, but the rest of them are comedy bits. I did and, not realize that was the direction that you were going, but that's okay. <laughs> It's it'll be fine. It'll work itself out. It doesn't matter. But uh, I'll start it off. And, Good, because um, I'm gonna need a minute to regroup here. <laughs> right. My number five, which is my only real one that I, that I actually I would love to see all five of these if I'm being honest. But the only one that I think has an actual possibility of being seen is I really hope that Nia Jax is in this, is in the Royal Rumble. I mean, it'd be it'd be awesome. It'd and be... I think. I think it would be a good spot for her. I think she could look good in the process. And then all throughout it, I think she could reassert herself without having to, especially imagine she beats Sasha and then goes out and then goes out and decides to eliminate three, four guys from the Rumble. Who She's the new number one contender. Yeah, correct. Uh, correct. And I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm all for it. <laughs> Uh, number five, Aaron. Uh, my number five, this goes back to, uh, when the brand split happened and we heard that there were a number of names coming back. One seemed to be a fact and then he got injured. And ah, I don't, yes. I don't know what his status is or if he's even, you know, healthy yet, but it would be a great way to reintroduce Shelton Benjamin, uh, to the air, to the, to the crowd, to the roster. I think it would be a good way. You don't necessarily need to give him a huge push, but he comes out, he gets a huge pop, especially, hey, if Kurt Angle's in the ring and Shelton Benjamin then comes out, you have a yeah. great moment there. And then you can just push him right into the mid-card over on SmackDown the way you were thinking about right. using him before. Obviously, I have no idea if this is even possible, but if it is, I think that would be a great way to use him. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm totally re-sort of an- re-shifting my list, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm going to leave this one. This one was my – I was going to be my number five because I wanted to get it out of the way because I thought it was the obvious one, and I thought we were doing a more realistic list. But I, I understand now, and I'm, I'm reassessing from there. My number five is, of course, Shinsuke Nakamura, who yeah. 
if for no other reason than because it gets you Shinsuke's Nakamura's entrance um, at the Royal Rumble, which in front of a crowd of 60,000 people, if they do indeed sell the right. Alamo Dome out, would be amazing. It'd be okay. It would be phenomenal. It would so. have the same effect that the AJ Styles chance had on AJ Styles' year. Yes. yes. Correct. Correct. So um, that's the obvious one for me. Shinsuke Nakamura is my number five. AJ, you're number four. My number four is um, I think he – it wouldn't surprise me at all if he was back – um, but I would love to see Rocky Maivia come back <laughs> in the in the Royal Rumble. I think that, that would be, be a that would be a wild return. I mean, it's been a long time. <laughs> it, I think. Could you imagine if if Rocky Maivia came out? Because obviously he didn't have the same music, and the people would hear the music and be like, "Who the hell is this? Like what?" And then The Rock comes out with a wig on and his tassels. And all I was gonna say, are, say are you, you're going from day one, the the blue chipper Rocky Maivia. Blue chipper yeah. Rocky Maivia. <laughs> yes, that's. I think that would be a fantastic moment. I'm all for it. Yeah. By the way, I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. Uh, Aaron, uh, my, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of yours, and as far as a guy from NXT who I think could do great in a rumble, and who I think could actually, uh, it could actually happen because there's not much for him right now left in NXT. And that's Joe. I think that the rumble is a perfect place to debut Joe. You kind of put him over as this wrecking ball, the Samoan wrecking ball, or whatever you want to call him at the time, and uh, he tosses out a bunch of people. It doesn't necessarily have to win, but if he comes out there, eliminates four or five people, all of a sudden Samoa Joe is made. All right, no, I mean it'd be it'd be huge, there's no doubt. Uh, hey, my... You know, it's actually hold on. You, I, it was so funny to me because um, I just wanted to point this out. It was hilarious to me that Jimmy Superfly Snooker, because you just said Samoan, they showed the card of him and Don Morocco during his little tribute. And on the card, it said, uh, um, in other matches, it said Samoan number one and Samoan number two, which oh, yeah. I thought. <laughs> oh, so th- that was a big, I, I think I have a, uh. Oh, racism I, I have, is hilarious. I, I, have, I have a poster from like 73 that has Samoan one and Samoan two on it. That is something. That is something. All right. Um, my number four, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just do my other obvious one. This is my other obvious one. It would be obvious that it would be a wonderful place for you to have Broken Matt Hardy show up at the Royal Rumble. Now, it's not going to happen. I understand that. But it would be, it would just be, uh, insert, and give me a Matt Hardyism. The internet would here. break. Yes, the internet would lose their shit over it. You, now. Would actually, you would actually see the internet deleting itself. Right, correct. It's not happening. It would just be wonderful. And in my perfect world, Matt Hardy would show up at the Rumble. But that's that. That's my number four. AJ, you're number three. Uh, my number three is, uh, I think it would be fantastic. Imagine if just, I'm setting up these last three. I have to, I kind of have to set up, but the imagine new day by hooker by crook. All three of them are in the ring at the same time, which we're assuming is going to happen. Right. And in the process, they eliminate everyone except themselves. And then while the new day standing in the ring, you have Hulk Hogan come out. Oh my God! <laughs> and have to face three black wrestlers. They kick, they kick his ass and throw his ass over the top rope. I mean, you get, a, you get an awesome Hulk Hogan moment, right? You get a good yeah. moment for the New Day, and it actually would make sense because he's an old fart, and they're the new young guys. You know what's funny? 
Hogan was my number three as well for a little bit of a different <laughs> yeah. reason. Like yeah. I, I wasn't doing the New Day thing. I was thinking, you know, what would be a fun moment beyond just kind of Goldberg coming in with a wrecking ball? Like what sort of fun moment can we do? And I was like, oh, let's just recreate the Georgia Dome moment in the middle of the Royal Rumble and Hogan get jackhammered in the middle of the ring. I'm, I, that I love would work it. Just, that would work good. I it love it. solve his racist past, but it well, would Well, you, know, you know. What do you do about that? Just a little <laughs> racism among friends. Uh, my number three, you know, Shawn Michaels uh, was on the poster, correct, for the Royal Rumble because he's in San Antonio. Um, but we, we, we're all saying, look, Shawn, he's not coming back for the Royal Rumble, right? I mean, that's, that's just not happening. But it doesn't mean that you couldn't have someone say on Shawn's behalf, hmm. participate in the Royal Rumble. And again, Sean's his career's over, but he's had a lot of friends over the years. He's in fact had a lot of tag partners over the years. Oh my god. And so I think entering in at number say 30, I think a great entrant to the Royal Rumble would be God. I think if you had God enter the Royal Rumble on Shawn Michaels' behalf, Shawn comes out and says, guys, it's my city. I love you. Hey, after this movie, he's definitely on good side. There's no game. doubt about that. How do you eliminate God? I, it's, that's what I, well, I think Vince you've got to. Him, so. That's true. Vince, Vince did, throw him over the top rope. And I, I mean, let, let's be, let's be he's clear. Everywhere, so he's going to still be in the ring. God is a jobber when it comes to WWE. It's true. It's true. He what took the it? L. He took the L to Vince. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, God is my number three. Your number two. My number two, um, I think it would be fantastic if around number 20 or so, because you know he's going to be in the Royal Rumble anyway, because he's always in the Royal Rumble. Um, it's a good spot for him because he's a big guy. I think you bring back sexual chocolate Mark Henry. I'm for that. Uh, anything that involves <laughs> sexual chocolate Mark Henry, just, I'm just in favor. Just that theme yeah, right? is more than enough. Well, I, I, too, am going back to an old gimmick on this one, and uh, it'll have a very distinct beginning to his theme. I want to see the return, a one-night return, of Dr. Isaac E. Yankum. I'm for it. I'm for it. I think it would be, would be hilarious. I think it would be a great it's, moment. It would be even better if he came out after or before Kane. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you do the yes, Foley thing. Like correct. Foley Absolutely. Yeah. As all yeah. three of them, there's no doubt, right? <laughs> like... And Kane and has just been eliminated. It's the Christmas creature, too. Of course. I'd be all for all of them. All of them. All right, my number two. I'm going to go number two and number one. My number, my number two is, um, is, and it's fairly obvious, um, at some point, uh, you know, Mojo has needed a partner for some time, and I, his team might be busy, but he's available. I think it's time. Gronk in the Royal Rumble is my number two. And I don't know what he can do physically, but if he can get in there and just help throw some guys over the ropes, I know Bill Belichick won't be happy about it, but who cares? They've got bigger fish to fry if they've got a game to play. And then my number one, think of somebody right now in the wrestling business. Who who could use the most heat right now? Who's who's the person that could use the most the most heat of anybody? Has been it's been it's been a struggle been battling a lot of people not not really feeling them right now they could really use some positive heat now are you are you making a pun out of heat or no just some positive <laughs> some po- they they need there's been a lot of negativity in their life i know we brought up hulk hogan but somebody else that can maybe use some positive heat that would make sense to have them come in and enter the royal rumble is it i don't know maybe say a wwe hall of famer Jimmy Stone. The Harlem Heat? <laughs> Maybe say 
I don't know, the president of the United States. <laughs> Tell me right now. That, that dude, I don't care how much you hate that guy. And I think that oh, you would cheer, you would pop. You would correct. Pop. You'd you lose your if, if shit. If they play hail to the chief. Correct. And the president of the United States enters himself into the Royal Rumble. Hail to the chief comes out. Backlund comes out, but then he's stopped at the top of the ramp and Donald Trump comes out. I don't care. You can think that guy is the biggest piece of crap you on the planet, so, and you probably you do. so much with that because you could have him eliminated immediately but caught by his secret service and they slide him oh! Oh, it would be wonderful. It would be wonderful. Now, all that being said, I don't really want to help put the guy over, but it's what it is. It, it would be pretty awesome. Yeah, right? You're number and we know he doesn't work weekends, so he's Correct. available. You're number one. He's not working anyway. He already said uh, My number one, I was kind of thinking about this, like who the likely guys were coming. They tend to every few years go back to the announcer gimmick, you know, have, have an announcer to come in. And I don't want to see Michael Cole go in. I don't want to see Mauro Ranallo. But there is someone who I think you could create a pretty cool moment out of. And that's if, in the middle of the Rumble, you have Corey Graves come out. Ooh. He, you know, his career got injured by injury before he, you know, as he was possibly about to be called up by WWE. To be able to give him that kind of main roster moment that he never had. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think would be a really cool thing to do at the Rumble. No, it's not as, it's not as funny as it's the It's not funny, them, but, but I, I wasn't necessarily going funny no, at the beginning. I, think I, I was a, thinking it would be I think it's a cool, cool idea. I like it. I like it. Very good. And AJ? Um, my last one, like I told you, I'm going to have to build this one up. This one is uh, amazing. It, it's probably the best idea I ever had. So you have, we're all assuming that whenever Goldberg comes out, he's going to clear the ring. Unless it's Lesnar or somebody else like that in the ring. If it's a bunch of people in the ring, Goldberg's probably going to clear the ring. What happens when Goldberg clears the ring and the next person that comes out is Gilbert? Yes. <laughs> and you have the match that we've always... I mean, it's the one we've. It's, it's the dream it's match. The dream, dream it's of the all dream dreams. match. Goldberg v. Gilbert. It's the one that Goldberg we've waited for. Gilbert. There's no doubt that's the one we've waited for. I love that. All right, before we wrap up, uh, Aaron, I just emailed you a clip. Would you mind opening it up? Because I, I, uh, I meant to share it a week ago, and I, I want credit. Uh, AJ already gave me credit for it. Uh, you did not, and I demand receiving credit for this. Um, you guys, uh, just let me know when you're ready. Let me know when you got the clip prepared. I just, just sent it to you. I know I didn't. Uh, I, I think it's ready. All right. You guys give me a bunch of shit about some of the stuff that I have to do and the schedule issues that I create for the show. But I want you to know oh, okay. <laughs> that every now and then I mix something in. And if you don't mind hitting play on this. Yeah? SFMSports.net on air, online, <laughs> mobile, <laughs> on demand. Looking for a screen, gets it. Now trying to get in the lane, but taken away by Cornish. Cornish throws it ahead. That's Michael Bird all by himself. That's the dunk of Jericho. Send it in, man. 71-71. We're tied up again with over three minutes to play. Michael Bird. Give me some credit for that. Give me some fair. credit. Because AJ did, like a decent human being, show some props. You did not. You pretended like it never happened. Eh, you know. You're a dick. <laughs> Give me some credit. It, it was, it was pretty good. The guy, oh, oh, no, this the, is where Aaron tries to somehow, yeah, yeah, no. you know, I'm going to tell you why it's not as great as... You know, it, it kind of sucks that it wasn't actually dick. named Jericho, you know. Because <laughs> I'm going to wait until there's a player involved in the game named Jericho in order to pull that one out. You're the worst. God, I hate you. 
All right. Um, let's get the plugs in. AJ, what does everybody need to know about? Well, first of all, you're on Twitter at? AJ Francis 410. And then the Francis Sports Academy. Yeah, we're, we're on the crack, and um, I'm about to start football training down here in Florida. I'm going to do some football training when I'm up in Maryland as well um, during OTAs. Um, my dad is still doing Killing basketball it. training. And his team right now is 13-0, the last undefeated team in Anne Arundel County. I think there's only like four undefeated teams left in the entire state of Maryland. Um, Got a huge yeah. win over Glen Burnie last Friday. Just beat and beat the brakes off them, too. They yep. were never close. They led the entire game. Um, they've only really had two close games all year, three close games all year, and one of those games I was at the game, and it just ended up being close, but they were up 20 at multiple times in the game. Um, it, it, to me, my dad has made it to the regional final twice, um, as a coach. Um, he's never made it to the, the state semifinal yet. Uh, I think this might be the year and I'm gonna knock on wood, but I think this might be the year. My dad's team is just that much better than a lot of teams they're playing and they're going to have to win some tough games the rest of the regular season and in the playoffs. But I think my dad might be getting some hardware this year. Yeah. If you want to learn from the best. Go to FrancisSportsAcademy.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Francis underscore sports or follow us on Instagram at Francis underscore sports. And of course, uh, AJ's dad, Mike Francis, the coach at Old Mill High School in Anne Arundel County. And uh, Brian Powell, who's a P1 of this program, tweeted me last week and was like, dude, you know, there's a big game because I also do sports in this area. He's like, you know, there's a big game on Friday night between, uh, you know, Glen Burnie and Old Mill. I'm like, do I know there's a big game <laughs> on Friday night? I'm like, I've got Coach Franchise's back. And we actually, your dad and I were tweeting last week after that. We were having a good conversation, so I'm very happy for him. Uh, Aaron, you are on Twitter. At the AOster. The show is on Twitter. At Jobbing Out Show. The email for the show. Jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. We need your, let me know if you want to get together. If you want to get together with me next Sunday for the Royal Rumble at Jimmy's, uh, send us a note. Let me know. Aaron is like a, a dick. He's backing out on me. So if you want to get together, I'll be there. I'm playing wrestling trivia. I need a team. I need, I need guys to play with. So if you want to be on my team for wrestling trivia next Sunday at uh, Jimmy's for the Royal Rumble, let me know. Uh, just shoot us a note, jobbingoutshow at gmail.com, or hit me on, on Twitter, whatever. Um, also, we need to know some ideas. Still. God, we have to make a plan. We said we are going to do that yeah. this week. No excuses. Next week. We'll Next week, we have an announcement for the 100th show. If, if you have any ideas, email us, tweet us, whatever. we got to do a better job of that. We, yep. we screw that up every week. Yep. All right. Uh, you, what's coming up at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Uh, i got actually a pretty decent Big interview coming up for Rolling Stone. I don't know if that'll be out Friday or Monday. It'll probably be out one of the two, but keep your eyes out for that. Very good. I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is the website. Thanks again to Abyss. Go check out Primal Conflict Wrestling this weekend. PrimalConflictWrestling.com. For Aaron Oster and for the main event. Vent. Vent. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Mmm, jumping out.